What's going on guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. I'm your host as always. Today we have a really special guest and kind of a crazy way to introduce him. I mean, I've honestly always wanted to do an interview with Sam Hoger and you guys may remember him on season one of The Ultimate Fighter, which I really wasn't expecting... <laughs> and I really wasn't expecting to do this, so maybe after we talk about the main thing, maybe we can catch up a little bit on you know what you're doing now. But the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast here today and to talk for a minute was because there's a lot of drama going around, a lot of confusion about one of the recent interviews that Brendan Schaub did with Sage Northcutt. Now, Sage Northcutt, just to catch everybody up, went on below the belt, and he said that you know, before the UFC... He had no formal training inside a cage or at, or at a legit gym. And a lot of people were, were questioning him on that until a lot of people came out of the woodworks and was like, listen, you're full of shit. Where are you coming up with that? So, Sam, can you kind of give us a background? Is, is, is Sage lying? And, and how did you feel when you heard that interview? Oh, man, there's, there's a lot of layers to that, you know? But let me uh, let me first of all say that I know as well as anybody else that when you put a mic in front of somebody who's not really, like, trained in front of the mic, you know, they get all excited, and a lot of the times we misspeak. I mean, how many times have you seen some of these celebrities say some really atrocious stuff on the mic just because they're new to being in front of it and they have no idea, how, like, they're, they're under fire, they just say the first thing that comes to mind? Yeah, it, it does happen a lot, but this is also not the first time that Sage has, has said something like this, um, so... It's kind of surprising, man, because I really look at Sage like a stand-up guy. He's he's a, He seems like a really nice kid for the people on the outside. And it just felt like somebody was telling him what to say in this situation. And I can only imagine how, you know, the people who put their time and effort into, you know, getting to where he is right now felt that they didn't get the credit where it was due. Now, I, I, I can definitely relate to that sentiment, you know. But then again, like, I've been in the limelight. I know what it's like to be a star. I know what it's like. Have you seen some of the interviews I've done online? Like, my, like the dumb stuff I say, like, my God. Like, there was one interview with Bill Duff where I'm going absolutely nuts. I'm like, just because, like, it's funny, it's entertaining, and, like, I understand part of it is also kind of like building a brand and building an image. You know, that's another real big, like, that's a component that a lot of people, like, fail to understand. And, like, if you remember the team that I was a part of back then, it was the Militage Fighting yeah, Systems. Do you remember who they were? Hundred percent, of course. We're all very familiar with who you are, Sam. We're all very familiar. No, 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 not so much with who I am. But this is the point that I'm trying to bring to. I mean, we were the most dominant team in the history of the UFC. We had the most belts, the most champions training with us. We had Mark Coleman training with us when he took over Pride. My point is, we were known for going in there, taking care of business, and just being cool about it. Hmm. Me, on the other hand, you put a mic in front of me, and I blew up like dynamite. I was like, Oh my God, what? Yes. What? And, like, I, I go nuts. Remember that? Okay. I, I know you remember me going absolutely nuts. Okay. So my point is is that a lot of the times, whenever you put a mic in front of somebody who's, you know, not as thoroughly trained in, like, you know, dealing with the media in that capacity, I can understand how things get said that a lot of the time don't exactly reflect, you know, all of the, all of, you know, all of, all of the apples in the barrel, for lack of a better way to put it. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. But you know what? Like, after Sage was called out on this, it's not like he apologized. And as a matter of fact, his brother even came to uh, to his rescue. And I, I even found that weird. Like, if somebody calls you, I was like, man, like, did you forget about us? It just seemed like they were just brushing you on the rug. Like, you meant nothing. And let me ask you this. Like, when Sage was training with you guys, how much was he training there? He was over at our, you know, he was over, like, his, when he came to my gym, 
him, his younger brother who came out, who came out there, uh, you know, speaking on the on the on the thread about that. And it was it wasn't until after I had started working with him and really improving his game and like giving him a really deep technical understanding of like how the material works that we started seeing him progressing a lot in the capacity of being able to do jujitsu and then even getting enough confidence to go into MMA later. And then when he started doing that, you know, he obviously made it to the UFC and right before the fight that he made it to the UFC, he got in there by putting his final fight before crossing the threshold into the NFL of mixed martial arts by putting a rear naked choke on a, on a guy from Houston, Texas to the legacy fights. So, I mean, that, those, those are the things that I taught him. I mean, he came to me and he had like, he had like some semblance of an idea of like how to put it together. But then it wasn't until he came to me that I started really putting it together. And then I sent him over to like, I, I decided to go ahead and pursue acting and rapping and like entertainment. And so I then at that point decided to go ahead and like, you know, he lives, in, he lives over there by Gracie Baja Katie where Chris Mango is. And Chris Mango took, you know, the, the base that I, uh, that, that I built with Sage and put that into high gear. And next thing you know, I mean, Sage was, you know, winning fights and he made it, you know, he made it to the big show. I mean, and Chris Mango was there. Nope. That was the guy. He was, there with, he was there with Chris Mango and Ted Stickle from Gracie Baja, Alaska. And Ted was teaching over there at Chris Mango's gym at the time. And, I mean, they did they did a wonderful job. You know, they, they like I said, I, I gave him that base. And I, like, without what I gave him, I don't think he would have ever had the courage to go into mixed martial arts or be as successful as he is. Because, I mean, he was a, he was a Forbes competitor. You know, his sister Colby is the one who used to go in there and, like, do the matches and do the fighting. You know, he was really good at Forbes. But it wasn't until, like, he came in and started learning under me that he really started ramping things up into high gear. But then, like... You know, but not, not the high gear, but I gave him that base, that really good base. And he took it, and he's been very successful with it, and I'm very happy about that. And, I mean, it's a great thing. But the other thing that he did after that was, like, I told him, too, at one point. I said, I told Sage, I told Colby, I told Sean. I told them all. I said, listen, guys, there's going to come a point in time where you guys are going to go, are going to have to go ahead and continue to move on. 
hundred percent. And he doesn't seem no, like no, that like at I all. know when I'm dealing with someone who's like really breathing venom into the air that I am surrounded by, and like evil and dark things are about to happen when I'm around that person. Like I know he's not that guy. That's the thing. He's a good kid. You know, so me throwing him like, like feeling like, you know, like I, I have no desire to like throw somebody under the bus who has a slip on the mind. Like, even if he slips every time, as long as he's a good person, which he is, we can all make mistakes. And if that's the worst mistake he makes, and he's been like sitting there like high on dope, you know, going crazy, like beating women and then ending up in jail, like, you know, holding people hostage in their houses and like breaking into churches and sleeping on the pews naked. I mean, I feel okay. I feel like, you know what I'm causing, talking about, I hope. Causing I mean, mayhem. Huh? He's not causing okay, mayhem. Man, <laughs> he's not causing mayhem. Oh my God, you're insane. Very subtle, sir. Very yeah. subtle. Touche. My point is, this is a good kid and like, it's somebody you want to get behind because like, he is, he is, he is, he is a positive light in this world is the way I see him. And like, sure, there's going to be times when like, there's things that he does that I disagree with. But at the end of the day, that's a good fucking kid, you know? I 100% agree. Now, let me just fact check really quick. He started training with, you know, your your group since he was 10 up until, you know, even going to, to with, with Mango up until his sixth professional fight. Is that correct? I don't know the timeline, dude. I've been hit it the was head quite way some too time, much. Though. But he, he, I've been... I've been punched in the head by Tim Sylvia way too much when we were sparring, bro. You really... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Like, my memory's not the best, dude. Well, like, I, and, and, I can, and I can be honest about that, but, like, he did train with me and the Mangos all the way through the time that he made it to the big show. And when he was in the big show, he was with Chris Mango and their family. By the way, what's up, Chris Mango? What's up, all the guys? Gracie Baja over there and, uh, and Katie and uh, Gracie Baja, West Chase, Upliano, all the guys. And you guys do have a cage, correct? You guys are actually known for having a cage in the gym, correct? Like he yeah, was, yeah, yeah, he does. He was saying that, like, you know, I never had any actual training inside the cage. I never knew what it was like to have my back up against the, the cage. I, I, I couldn't, you know, work as a, as a full-time martial artist. Now, would you consider his training at the time full-time martial arts or what we can compare it to, like one day a week? Or how, how often was Sage in the gym training? I don't know how often he was over there with Chris Mango training, to be honest with you. But what I think he was referring to is, like, the full-time martial artist who's like Uriah. Like, Uriah's got an amazing gym over there, you know, in, at, at Alpha Male. And the thing that you notice is that over there, there's, like, a curriculum where they're constantly drilling and grinding and constantly working. So, like, I understand, like, that's, like, the professional side of, like, training in that capacity. Yeah. But I don't know his training schedule when he was over there at Gracie Bar West Chase, but... I know that they really went out of their way to make sure that, like, they could give him everything that they could give him, you know? And, I mean, look, they did so well. They produced, you know, together with, like, the base that I gave him and the way that they continued to build on that base. They got him to a point where he was finally able to, like, he made it to the NFL of mixed martial arts with and under the tutelage of the guy, of the mango, of Chris Mango, of Ted Stickle, of me, of Gracie Baja West Chase, of Hogan MMA. He got there. Like, you got to understand that's less than one-tenth of one percent of the world that actually ever make it to that level in this sport. So Chris Mango and, like, the work that they did there was obviously good enough to go ahead and get him to that point. Now, here's the other thing with it all. 
does it seem like somebody was saying that to Sage? Does it seem like something Sage would say, or do you really think it was just you know a, a slip up that he made? And if it was a slip up, do you think he should come out and, and apologize and give credit where it's due? I would, I would definitely enjoy that, and I would like that. But I mean, part of, uh, I think, it's, I think I mentioned this earlier. Part of like what we we've, we've got to understand is like, you know, is like he's building a brand. I get it. He's building an image, and like it might be like he's trying to build a brand and image. But the problem is, you can't build that brand and image like with the internet around, because like oh, yeah. everybody knows everybody, and like everybody calls everybody out on everything. You know. And you know more than anybody, like, mixed martial arts was brought up through the internet. Like, we're, we're a big family. Like, we're going to call everybody out on any little mistake that they make, you know, so. And that's part of the reason why the science of martial arts and fighting has been able to progress to the degree that it has, is because of the integrity that, and I hate to say it, but, sh you know, shout out to Sherdog, Sherdog Forum, shout out to MMA.TV, Underground Forum, UG, what's up? I gotta, I gotta give them credit. They are, I mean, as much as, as much as they are troll pricks and I, I hate, and oh wait, shout out to TXMMA, I hate to say this, but as much as they are jerks and as like, and as like venomous as they are, at the end of the day, they don't let the truth slip. Like, I, I, I've, I've seen situations where people have like literally gotten like, and I'm sure you've seen this, where they find their IP address and they show up at their house and they, they you know, they, they call them out on the spot. Yep, yep. Like, and, and that's that's the reason why martial arts and mixed martial arts has been such a pure sport that so many people love with such intensity. Because we, I mean, it's it's bathed and it's dined and it's maintained in truth. So basically, what you're what you're saying here is maybe Sage didn't mean what he said to the degree that people took it. Maybe he was trying to say that the way that Uriah Faber's gym is set up, it's such a curriculum. It's like it's like being in college in a way, where it's like you know you go there. It's it's full time mixed martial arts, and he's trying to say you know I never had that. Is that fair to say? Is that is that kind of what you what you're saying here? You think he, he kind of you know what? up? You know what? You know, but remember also, I said that he might be trying to build an image. You know, yeah. and if he's trying to do that for the public, for the general public, you know, then that's also something I understand because, like, I built like the bad guy image back when I was fighting. Remember? Yeah. And I was like, I was always the trash talking guy, the guy who stole the stuff, the guy who like ran that house and made everybody go nuts and like pissed off both teams so that they would go up against each other and be angry all the time. Like, I was building that image and I was playing to it. You know, but at the end of the day, if you get to know me, no, I'm the guy who feeds the homeless. You know, I mean, I'm not the guy who like. Who does that? But I mean, when you're building an image, and like, look at Mayhem. You want to talk about building an image and then going overboard. Oh my God. You want to talk, were you ever part of the Mayhem cult? Oh yeah, I've actually interviewed Mayhem. He's been here on Pure Evil MMA before. What's your cult number? Oh, I'm not a part of the Mayhem Monkey cult, but there's a lot of them that actually listen to this podcast and are a part of the uh, Pure Evil MMA crew as well. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Everybody gets a number and... You know, I know a lot of those. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the numbers, remember, it was like Fight Club. That was kind of like the whole thing. I never got a number either. But, like, I mean, but that was the thing. It was, like, all about building it. Like, that guy did amazing building an image. He got that show on MTV. Mm, yeah, that was huge. So, I mean, part of, I, I think part of our responsibility, too, is being part of this community, though. Even though we are, like, amongst, it's like, it's like you said, like a family. Like, amongst us, we can talk the truth and we can know it. But, like, if we're seeing one of our guys try to build an image and try to succeed, I think we should also try to help catapult them in that capacity. And that's why you'll see, like, I retracted a lot of my statements and said, hey, I would just like to give some credit. I hope he does really well. Because 
know what, like, you know, they're not going to know about season one. They're not going to know about, like, you know, the history of, like, what, what's happened now because now it's become more of a, a mainstream product that I think, like, we need to help our guys build their images in a light that's going to be able to help push the sport forward. Because the sport is, like, really, like, in reference to, like, how far it's gone, Dana White and the Fertitas have taken it, like, to its utmost limit. So now it's at the point where we're dealing with superstars and we've really got to try to help build those superstars into megastars so then our sport can take over the world, which I really think it's destined to do. Now, now, Sam, I also want to ask you this really quick. Uh, just, just, And I want to ask you a couple questions about what you're up to right now and everything. But I want to talk... One more question about this. You know, what was your initial... Wait, 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 wait. One, one, one second, one second. Give, give me the question again. Uh, what was your initial reaction, though, when people were reaching out to you like, watch this? What was your initial reaction? What was your pure reaction that you had in, in your stomach? Oh, man. Initially, I was I was hurt. Like most, guy, like most coaches would be. I'm like, whoa. Wait a second. How, how do I not get, in, how do I not, not get any credit for what happened? I mean, initially, it's like most reactions, though. You know what I mean? It was like, when I heard him not giving me credit in that capacity, like, initially it hurt. I was like, I can't believe that I'm not getting credit for this. And, like, I can't believe, I felt like I was thrown under the bus initially. I really did. But then, like, after I took a second and thought about it, I was like, wait a second, wait a second. You, because, you like, when you react, that's emotional, you know? And so, like, you want to be logical about your responses. Sure. And the problem was, is like, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was like I am right now. I'm pretty open. I'm pretty emotional. I'm, pretty, I'm like, if you can't tell, like, I'm telling you exactly how I feel and what I think. But the, the, the thing is, is like, I had to, you know, I had to take a step back and recognize and realize that, you know, this is part of the process. You know what I mean? And like, I know that he knows that he worked with me. And I mean, I have, I have different interviews where he does give me credit for what I've done with him. And, like, I don't, like, the sport is, like, it's such a delicate thing, like, this, it's, it's our beautiful thing, it's our Cosa Nostra, this MMA, it's our, you know what I mean, like, the community, the family, the forums, the people, like, this is our thing, and, like, I don't want to be part of something that destroys what we're really trying to build, does that make sense? 100%, so basically, what Sage said in that interview, whether he meant to say it, whether... You know, it, it was for his image. It was false, though. He did have actual, legit training before the UFC. Is that correct? He did have legit training, but I just think he might have meant that he didn't have, like, professional, like, you know, full-time professional training like what he's getting at Uriah Saber's okay. camp. But he did have legit MMA training. I mean, Chris Mango, Gracie Baha, Katie, uh, Ogre MMA, um... Paradigm, um, all the teams that contributed to it. But yeah. I think now what he has is instead of having to go to all these different campuses, he now has one campus that Uriah runs at Alpha Male that gives him everything that he needs, and I think it's now a full-time thing, and I want to see him do well. So, Sam, I want to thank you so much for addressing that. Really quick, I, I'm not going to keep you long here. Let me just ask you to keep everybody up. I know what you've been up to. What what have you been up to, man? You still playing poker? Oh, my God, what, what have I been up to? Your main man, Sam, here is dropping a rap album in June, so make sure you check that out. Or tip-hop, it's not rap. Make sure you check that out. Also, I'm working. I have a gym right here in Los Angeles. It's called Real Martial Arts. It's in Beverly Hills. I would love for everybody to come. If you want to see it, we're on Facebook at Real Martial Arts ABC, or you can find me at Sam Hoger. I'm always available. Um, I've been uh, doing poker fairly professionally, doing pretty well with that. And, you know, I've been, uh, you know, I've been really, like, engaging myself in, in, uh, in working on real estate out here in Los Angeles because I have some friends of mine that are heavily involved, and I've been able to 
do fairly well in that capacity, thank God. So, really quick, let me ask you this one last question here. Diego, man, he still doing it, and he still looks amazing. What do you he's think of your boy Diego, man? Diego still got the fire, baby. <laughs> he still got the fire. Oh, my God. Let me tell you, Diego Sanchez is a beast. And, like, the fact that he's still up there, he's still winning, still representing season one, still representing for the Hispanics out there. Todos los hispanos como te va. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so, like... I am so, like, incredibly proud. The thing about Diego is he is like an Aztec warrior, dude. Like, he goes out there, and he will either win or he will die trying. He's not, he's not the guy who talks about, you know, die trying. He's the one who literally goes in there and is like the Grim Reaper walks behind him with a sickle every time he fights. It's so crazy, man. He, he even got bit inside the octagon and didn't say a thing about it. He, he just kept going on delivering the punishment. He just... He's such a he's such a legend, man. The entire season, your entire cast was so legendary. Really quick, you, you mentioned the rap album, the hip hop album. Where can people go catch that when it does come out? It's coming out in June. Hopefully, I'll be able to get it on iTunes. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be touring some small spots, just putting my music out there. You're gonna see it on SoundCloud as soon as I release it. Also, I want to say, you know, hello to. Hello to Lisa Todd, Emmy Award-winning director who has helped me out constantly on being able to make sure that I get, you know, all of these, um, you know, all of these tasks done and goals done over here in Hollywood. I mean, she has been very essential. And um, always, you know, I want to thank my family, Sam, Fatima Hoger, my sister, Sophia Stephanie. I want to thank God. I want to thank everybody. And, um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, you know. And also, guys, check out my YouTube channel because I'm going to be doing the Hoger. I'm going to be having a uh, Hoger workout channel with the real martial arts material on there, as well as the Hoger philosophies, you know, so that's going to be really good. So I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, I think there's a lot of great things coming here in the future. And, oh, by the way, I saw Chris Lieben recently, hey. and I'm trying to see if we can get his book turned into a movie. Because that guy has lived the Fight Club lifestyle on a level that most of us can't even comprehend. So, and he's still doing it, bare knuckle boxing now. He actually changed over to BKFC this time around because of the issues with the, the whole payment. So he's now over there with Paulie Malignaggi, Artem Labov, Beck Rawlings and all them. So another guy still doing it. What an inspiring story he's got with everything that he's overcome and being able to crawl away from. And going all the way back from season one, man, like, it's just legendary. It made history. It made the UFC what it is today. And he's one of the guys as well that uh, definitely contributed to, uh, you know, where our sport is today. So, Sam, I mean, our sport, I think, as a whole, like, when they look back on that season, we are, we are like, we, we were able to give something great back to something that now we all love so much and the rest of the world has an opportunity to love, which is wonderful. Sam, I want to thank you so much, man. It, it really does mean a lot to talk to you. I'd really like to have you back on when the album drops or maybe the week of the album dropping to kind of promote it a little bit more and, you know, hype it up a little bit. So I, I would love to reconnect, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks, uh, next few months here as we get closer to that uh, that due date. I like that. I like that. And also, if you could do me a favor, if you could post this on my Facebook page so my friends, fans, family, everybody else, they can see it. That would be wonderful, as well as on my Instagram. If you could put, like, a little link on there, that'd be great. Guys, hey, all the MMA fans, guys, I love you guys. You guys are the best. If you're ever in Los Angeles, you guys are always welcome to come train over at my gym, Real Martial Arts, at 1835 South La Cienega Boulevard, right across from LA Fitness. 
I would love to see you guys there. And, um, yeah, I mean, please also, if you guys can, please always, you know, try to support our military, our policemen and our firemen. You know, they risk their lives every day to go in and make sure that we're able to continue, like, having this wonderful place to live and, you know, try to do something good for somebody because life is short. So please try to do something good for somebody. It's true. Sam, thank you so much. Enjoy your day, and we appreciate you, man. God bless. All right. God bless. You take care. All right. There you guys go. What Another legend here on Pure Evil MMA on a weird circumstance. I mean, I reached out to Chris Mango, and I was at the CES press conference. We did the interview, and the file got corrupt. I have to fix the file and upload it. So I was like, I'm not letting that happen again. I got in contact with, with Sam Hoger through Chris Mango to talk about this. So thank God uh, I was able to get this done. This is proof. This is proof that Sage made a mistake that what he said was not true at all. And for those of you guys out there that had no idea what we're talking about, let me just really quickly, and I hope I don't get flagged for this, this is the interview with Sage that has been really controversial. If you go on Instagram under below the belt, you can see this thread. People are flipping out about what Sage said, and here's exactly what he did say on this podcast. It's like the past year of training at Uriah Favors. What do you mean? Because like any kind of MMA training at all. Like every single fight that I had before, my first fights in the UFC, I was learning. It was my first time being in a cage, like getting my back against the cage or getting taken down in the cage. Or you, me taking down. you don't train in a cage? No, I, I was in school. I never had any training. Wow. So I was in high school and then I was in, I was beginning college and engineering. I never even had a training partner. I was only 19 years never old coming in for my first fight. I was being an engineer, so I was like, okay, am I going to do engineering or am I going to do fighting? I was going to play it out by year. So my first fights, I was just using my... My athleticism pretty much and, and any kind of skill that I had as a little kid but now it's like my actual and, time and who advised you on all this you just go hey dad I'm thinking about leaving Texas A&M engineering yeah, that, was my, that was my mom and dad's idea actually oh really? really it was yeah they said yeah I think it'd be a good idea you can always go back to school it sounds crazy but the only kind of training I've ever had is like the past year of training at your how crazy I never had a legit training partner the only actual legit you heard it here guys here on Pure Evil MA from Sam from Chris Mango who I will get the interview up very shortly just crazy, man. Let, let me know what you think about this. Share this interview. Spread the word. I really hope, Sage, if, Sage, if you're watching this, man, do the right thing. Give credit where it's due. That's all. This is mixed martial arts. Honor, respect, integrity. Give respect where it's due. I'm sure there was a lot of people that you trained with that came out of their way to help you. And you, you really upset a lot of people, man. And it doesn't seem like you. I don't know if somebody was whispering in your ear what to say or what was up. Man, you, you gotta fix this. You gotta fix this. I'm Evil Eddie from Pure Evil and May, guys. White knuckles to the end. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. Behave yourselves.